This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. The Great One, Mark Levin. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The United States and NATO allies, European partners coming together to send a very strong message. But it's beyond the message. I mean, this is blocking the assets of the four large Russian banks, meaning every asset they have in America is frozen. This would be imposing export controls to impair the ability of Russia to have smart technology for their military and for their citizens. Vladimir Putin met this morning with those oligarchs at the Kremlin, and they really laid out how they are prepared for these very kinds of things. They said that they could turn to cryptocurrency to evade U.S. sanctions, European sanctions, and they really baked that into their calculation, that they have bunkered down in order to protect the Russian economy in some ways. And importantly, they say that they will be turning to other countries. Day two. Russian invasion into Ukraine, sanctions announced yesterday by Biden, um, kind of in that little clip there. Um, we, we said the same thing. It's like you, Biden had, or not Biden, I'm sorry, Putin had to see that these were going to be the things that are going to be happening and that leading up to this thing, which, you know, according to uh, Senator Mike Crapo, who uh, talked to us here on uh, News Talk KBOI, We've known this is going to happen for years. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been warning that it's imminent for uh, over a month now. So you have to expect that Putin had plans in place to uh, deal with the sanctions that was expected. One of the things uh, they have been doing kind of rather quietly over the past couple of years is becoming more uh, self-sufficient. Yeah. So they don't have to require or they don't have to rely on, say, the United States for uh, you know imports. I'm... I'm curious, you know, because it's easy to shut down banks here in our country, you know, or shut down accounts mm-hmm. in banks here in our country. How much investment money from Russia is invested in here in the United States? I I don't know, but I wouldn't think um, it would be a whole lot. <laughs> Actually, my guess it would be a ton. But do you? Uh, the only reason I, I, I say I that I don't know who in, in particular has it invested. The only reason I say that is because of everything I just said that this has been being planned for years, yeah. and if, if for over a month, the Russia knew that they were going to do this. So, you know, the oligarchs who have all this money, Putin, the, the nation of Russia, had to be going, all right, the first thing they're going to attack is our money invested in the United States, so get your money the hell mm-hmm. out of there now because you're going to have it either taken or frozen. That, so that, that does make sense. Yeah, that, that's the only reason why I say I, I don't know how much I wouldn't think that... There would be have been that much money, and unless it's money that couldn't have easily be, been transferred, you know, within a couple of months or whatever. I do, I don't know. It just I don't expect it to be a lot of money in the United States, but I could be wrong. Um, as far as cryptocurrencies, I, I I don't know right now if you'd want to be involved in cryptocurrencies because you know you you put a billion dollars into cri- I, in, into Bitcoin and and it drops you know, $15,000 like it's done over the last month or so mm-hmm. uh, per per Bitcoin, all of a sudden you, you haven't got a lot of money. money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and, and you made a good point. You said, I don't, I don't know exactly, uh, you know, all about Bitcoin. And I don't think anyone does, if you want to know the truth, except yeah. maybe the person who invented Bitcoin. And nobody knows who, knows who that is. That's true. I, I, don't, I don't even completely understand the whole mining thing still. Yeah. 
I take that back. I mean, some people know. I, I saw somebody claim the other day on a YouTube video that he's a financial advisor. He advises some of the biggest billionaires in the world mm-hmm. on what to do with their money. And he said he knows who it is. And he said once people find out, if they ever find out who is behind it, he goes, they will take their money out of Bitcoin like really fast. He oh goes, you will be shocked to find out who it is behind it, and you will not want to be any part of it. Somebody we know, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how much of that is true or not, but that that's the claim that, to be a that school, he made. High school kid in Passaic, New Jersey. The stock market yesterday. Man, oh man. I, I, I mean, you and I have been alive for similar amounts of time. Um, we've paid attention to the uh, stock market, mm-hmm. um, you know, for a lot of years. Uh, I don't remember I, I the remember stock the... market doing this as much in, as we've seen in the first month and a half this year. In that short amount of time, the stock market making these gyrations like we're seeing now. Acting like a Duncan yo-yo to a certain extent. Yeah. At one point yesterday, stock market down over 800 points. Right. They clawed back to positive territory by the end of the day. Oh, they're so brave. I, it, it's just absolutely crazy. When I saw that, when I woke up this morning, I went, "What am I? Is this the right day?" Mm-hmm. It ended. Po- we were down over eight hundred points yesterday, early morning trading. When we left the air, we were still down over six hundred points. See, um, our our ability to it all back. Our ability, you and me, our ability to pretend to uh, predict the stock market is essentially why we still have jobs that start <laughs> this early in the morning. It, it, it true that. <laughs> I mean, you get lucky in the stock market. You can sleep in till eleven every day if you want. I, you know, we we were going to talk this morning, and we're still going to because we've uh, uh, got the appointment set up. We're going to talk with uh, Brian Wiley this morning of Real Money Pros, um, and we're going to take a little extra time. We'll talk with him a little bit after seven o'clock because, uh, as of yesterday, with the stock market dropping eight hundred points, my question, and like I said, I it might be a little bit callous, but I want to know how can I. Yeah. Profit from what's I going on with cash the, in on this, deal. yeah, with what's going on in, in, in Ukraine. So we are going to talk a little bit about that this morning. Brian Wiley will be with us. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about if there is a way uh, you can profit if you're looking ahead to what's going on with the rest of the world now um, in Ukraine, because this is this is going to be not a quick thing. I don't yeah. believe. Even President Biden said, with the he said, our severe sanctions. He said, we'll see what's going on in a month or two. <laughs> Let's try this. And if yeah. it doesn't work, then we'll try something else. So, and we, we talked about that yesterday morning. It's like sanctions are great and everything, but sanctions don't hit you immediately. I mean, it, it's something that will take a little time to, mm-hmm. you know, start to see how and much. To, yeah, to judge the, uh, the impact. Yeah, how much pain oh, is inflicted. I, I got something quick to tell you. Uh, today, national Clam Chowder Day. Hey, guess what? What a coinky dink. National Clam Chowder Day, and the best place and in Idaho to get clam chowder is Fat Guys Fresh Deli. And they actually put it on a Friday for once. There you go. All right, so uh, get into Fat Guys today. Clam Chowder Day. Ask for a big, hot, steaming bowl of uh, clam chowder, or maybe two. Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Uh, get in. Find out why Fat Guys number one rated deli in the state of Idaho. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war. 
and now he and his country will bear the consequences. Today, I'm authorizing additional strong sanctions and new limitations on what can be exported to Russia. This is going to impose severe cost on the Russian economy, both immediately and over time. We have purposefully designed these sanctions to maximize the long-term impact on Russia and to minimize the impact on the United States and our allies. President Joe Biden uh, yesterday from his uh, address, which you heard here on uh, 670 KBOI, if you uh, listened in. Some of the stories uh, coming out of Ukraine, um, there are lines at banks, ATM machines, Hmm. gas stations, as uh, millions of people try to leave the country. Also with their money. Yeah. uh, Also reports that the uh, police were handing out free weapons to anybody who wanted them to help in the fight and encouraging Ukraine citizens to take pot shots at uh, all the Russian soldiers. And uh, also they've uh, announced that if you would like to join the Ukrainian military, it's pretty much uh, open. In in other words, there are no requirements, just be here. When I first heard that, I'm like, wow, that that seems dumb to me. It's like you're handing out weapons. Who's going to do that? That's... You know, you're fighting against a well-trained see, military. But see, in America, you don't need to hand out weapons because we already have weapons. And here, here's, and that's when I got to thinking. I go, well, maybe that's not so dumb. Maybe I'm thinking as a person here in the United States, thinking about somebody in Ukraine, fighting mm-hmm. about somebody with somebody in Russia. I go, put that into perspective here in the United States. Say Mexico does, did the same thing. Say they had a, a military as strong as Russia and, you know, were, were strong enough to say, you know what? California and Texas has long been a part of Mexico, and we're going to uh, retake our rights for yeah. Texas and Mexico and invade. They could probably take New Mexico and Arizona while they're yeah, at it. Same thing, yeah. It's like, if your home was about to be invaded, I would say you would take up... A defensive position? A defensive position to protect your rights, whether it's dangerous you or not. At least want to be in a position to return fire. Same thing, you know, I, I granted, Idaho's not on the, the border of Mexico, wouldn't probably be a part of that. But, you know, it, it, Canada is. Say Canada was stupid enough to try to do something, you know, and, and you have people coming in. And, and I just look at this. Treasure Valley has 800,000 people, right? Say they sent in a really strong, big military, whoever it is, mm-hmm. to say, we're going to take over the Treasure Valley. We're going to send in 100, 150,000 troops and to my way of thinking here in Idaho, I mean, you've got, you've got the National Guard, you have uh, U.S. Re- Army Reserves, you have the, the Air Force Base in Mountain Home, mm-hmm. and then you have, you know, say, half a million people who are armed with rifles of some way, shape, or form. Exactly. It, it's gonna, it would be tough, a, I think, friend, to take over the Treasure Valley. A friend of mine who was uh, European, I think it seems like he was from Sweden, but this has been 30 years ago. He said that the attitude in, in Europe was that uh, you should never, no matter who you are, you should never try to invade the United States because you'd march in your army and on every street you'd find 20 snipers. Yeah. I, I, and I think, I, I don't know if Ukraine can do the same thing or not. And granted, you would be going up against you know much better military equipment, trained personnel and things like that. But you can take some of them with you. But yeah, that's just it. If, if you... I mean, if you have hundreds of thousands of more people that do have, even if it's small arms, I'm not saying that they would sit there and do a full frontal attack, but if you spend years just taking pot shots at military every time, you know, trying to kill them, at some point, 
if you're in the military for Russia, you're going to go, man, I'm tired of having to look <laughs> over my shoulder for some stupid sniper not knowing where they're at. Um, I, I think almost every army has felt like that at some point. Yeah, I, I but it, it's going to take a concerted effort, you know, from everybody to go, you know what, this is our country and we're going to defend it. I don't mm-hmm. know if they will do that. I know the an- I think I know the answer, but 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you had an invasion coming into uh, your area, would you stand and fight or would you run? Go to Utah and become a um, refugee and, and go over the border in Utah. Like what's happening now, a lot of the refugees are headed, no, people are headed out of the city and they're going to Poland where, you know, you're just going to see a lot of people displaced and, yeah. and staying there in tent cities like we've seen before. Their, their biggest goal is to uh, get somewhere that isn't Ukraine. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is also, Open Phones Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about today. Um, could be this, could be something else. doesn't even have to be on topic. That's what Fridays is all about. It's all about you. Go ahead and give us a call. If you want to uh, email, you can also do that. Chris at KBUI.com and Mike at KBUI.com. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 634, uh, Dow Futures now up 153 points, just about an hour ahead of the uh, opening. Looking well, like uh, every one of the indexes uh, right now is uh, also up, including digital currencies. I'm feeling such temporary joy. Standard and poor, NASDAQ, every, everything is up after it looked like the sky was falling yesterday. <laughs> so strange. Uh, once again, we're due to talk this morning with Jeremiah Bates, the Real Money Pros. Uh, we'll be talking with him uh, about the current climate, what is going on uh, in our uh, financial markets, economy. Is there a way to take advantage of what's going on in uh, Ukraine? Is there a way to protect yourself from possible losses uh, with what could happen with gas prices, the economy over the next uh, six months or so? So that's due uh, just after top of the hour. Also today, we have another chance for you to pick up your tickets to the Boise State-Nevada game. That's going on next Tuesday, senior night. Chance to get your tickets absolutely free. Final home yeah. game. This is a must-see. It, this has been a, a great team, and uh, you know they will be. Uh, they should be honored. Great way to say thank you for the entertainment value you've gotten this year exactly. for this team. They've been a fun team to watch. Um, great team chemistry and absolutely amazing turnaround. I mean, after what happened in November and what Coach Leon Rice says was the most frustrating and maddening loss in his entire career. That one where they scored under 40? Yeah. yeah. Um, that, I mean, that team could have just folded up and it was just going to be a mediocre team and the rest were, of the way, they and they what, turned it around. Three wins and four losses. Yeah, absolutely turned it around. So um, still some basketball. Don't forget, you got basketball coming up tomorrow night, UNLV. You'll be able to hear that on both 670 KBOI and 93.1. Uh, KBOI, so you can listen in and hear that. UNLV now in uh, fourth place, and they've been coming on strong. Um, it, it'll uh, be a fun game to watch once again, see if Boise State can close down, which uh, and Nevada or UNLV has a player that'll be playing probably uh, in the uh, pros. Could be a draft pick. I'm pretty sure going to be a draft pick just based on the few teams yeah. or, that I've seen him play against. He's he's just a special, special player. So you'll be able to listen to that. Also on the way today, another chance for you to pick up your tickets uh, for the concert coming up, Idaho Botanical Garden. Once again, Bonnie Raitt will be there August 14th. All that coming up for you this morning. So if you want to lock in your speed dial at 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, you can do that. Have a chance to win. 
Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is Open Phones Friday, brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian on Eagle Road. Want to get in for a uh, great breakfast today or get your uh, day started off? Maybe you're, you're kind of run down for a Friday morning. They have over 300 energy drinks for you to choose from. Guarantee you'll find something you like at Fast Eddie's. Uh, also opening up at 7 o'clock, you have the Earl of Sandwich Breakfast Sandwiches, Breakfast Burritos. Uh, Chris those and I have each those had are, those. Had are those are very good. Yeah. Um, so get in there. And it's a drive for You don't even have to get out of your car on your way to work. Another thing happening today, this is kind of uh, a cool thing, at, at least if you're an Idahoan. For the first time ever, the uh, big Idaho potato truck, you know that, right? Travels around the country. Yeah. It has the big, huge potato on the uh, back of the semi-truck. The New Year's Eve potato that we drop every year from a crane in downtown Boise. Mm -hmm. And the uh, Potato Hotel will all be together for a 10-ton tater photo op this morning. (laughs) They've never all three been in the same place at the same time, leading some people to believe that it was the same potato. Yeah. See, this will be proof today so they're gonna, that they're, they're all gonna, three different potatoes. They're going to prove that we have three uh, uh, giant uh, odd potatoes in this state. Mm-hmm. So this is to kick off the uh, tour, the big Idaho potato uh, tour that will be going on. So the truck is getting ready to head out and be traveling across the country. They, they spend most of their time outside the state anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they also, I mean, it's a good thing. They raise money, too, uh, for the Boise chapter of the American Heart Association. Uh, they're the recipient of the uh, truck's charitable component called a big helping. There's something weird about uh, basically, I mean, indirectly selling French fries to help the Heart Association. But, I mean, it's a, it's a good cause, obviously. <laughs> well, you don't have to have French fries. Well, that's true. A baked potato is healthy, as long as you don't put a whole bunch of butter on it. Then what would be the point? It still tastes good. Oh, okay. Well, sure. Uh, by the way, if you want to see this, it gets underway at 8.30 this morning. It'll go 8.30 till 10.30, and it is happening at the Big Idaho Potato Hotel, 31581 South Orchard Access Road. All three of them will be there. Photo opportunities to uh, get pictures with uh, all three of them and see all three of them together. And who knows when this will ever <laughs> happen again. <laughs> you might did, not want to miss did, it. Did the Mayans predict this? Um. Yeah, but I think they got the timing wrong. I think they predicted well, it like yeah, in they, twelve. They predicted twelve or they something. They predicted like it that. would happen ten years after the end of the world. So <laughs> it, they're way off. Um. Uh, another thing, Pepsi. I don't know why we need this. Did you see this? Uh, they're going to be releasing a new nitro version. Nitro. Nitro featuring delicious nitrogen. I didn't know nitrogen was delicious. Or why did we need nitrogen in our? The, the Earth has lots and lots of nitrogen. Um, I, I think it's it's the most common element that there is on Earth, anyway. Nitro Pepsi, supposedly the first nitrogen infused cola, hmm. going to be coming out in the next uh, month or so. Um, nitrogen gas infused into it, creating a frothy, foamy, smooth texture, which is supposedly silkier oh. than the typical carbonated beverages. That's, that's a good idea to give uh, give soda pop uh, m- more gas. Um, Nitro Pepsi will include a nitrogen filled capsule. Within its cans, kind of like Guinness beer has in their cans. So when you pour nitro Pepsi, yeah, when you pour nitro Pepsi, it'll have a foamy head just like Guinness. Sounds like a bottle of tequila, except that that would be a worm. It will be available in both regular and vanilla flavors beginning March twenty eighth. Vanilla, no kidding. Yeah, 
Uh, another one, just wanted to bring this one up because this is locally here available. As a matter of fact, Fast Eddie's, uh, I saw an ad for them that they have this in stock. Coca-Cola's uh, new outer space I would think that so, uh, I would think that if there's a beverage that exists, Fast Eddie's probably has it available. Probably, I'm guessing they're going to have the Nitro Pepsi too. Yeah. Um, this one is already available. It came out just uh, last week, but it's supposedly Coca-Cola Starlight, and it's supposed to have the flavor of outer space. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as we know, it does. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, you, you, I saw this and I go, "What do? You, how do we know what outer space outer space tastes like?" Um, and apparently, um, outer space smells like raspberry and rum. Does it? That, that's what the Milky Way, they had said a 2009 study found the center of the Milky Way might taste like raspberries and rum. So um, that's what they were going for here. Apparently sort of, it has a raspberry and rum flavor. Sort of a daiquiri. Kind of, yeah, okay. kind of like that. But hey, once again, like I said, you can find a lot of different stuff at Fast Eddie's. They're the sponsor of Open Phones Friday. If you want to get in today, you can get their uh, new Starlight Ask them if if they have space drinks. They probably do. Probably do. KBY News Time 645. Let's get a uh, check once again on what's going on with sports this morning with Rick Worthington. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. As uh, we mentioned before, today, National Clam Chowder Day. And uh, best clam chowder you're going to find anywhere in the Treasure Valley is at Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Good morning. Time for another update on Major League Baseball. The Major League Baseball Players Association offered some more tweaks to its latest proposal on Thursday. This was the fourth straight day of negotiations with Major League Baseball owners today. But again, no real progress on the biggest issues that have been holding up a new collective bargaining agreement. Now, here's the problem. You remember the league said already this week that they're going to start canceling regular season games if they can't come to an agreement by Monday. An opening day is scheduled for March 31st. So, they met for about four hours again yesterday at Roger Dean Stadium with no apparent progress on the issues that are holding everything up, such as competitive balance tax, minimum salary structure, salary arbitration, and revenue sharing, or the pre-arbitration bonus pool. The union has some things that they really, really want. Um, The owners want to continue to make lots and lots of money. And that's what's bringing this all to a head. But again, if they can't get it done by Wednesday, games will start being canceled. I'm Rick Worthington. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Coming up here uh, for you this morning, don't forget at 9 o'clock, KBOI Sweet Deal of the Week, Twisted District. Brew their own beer, unique food, menu items. Good, uh, hot, good hot dogs. Great hot dogs. Uh, maybe the best uh, Chicago dog you'll get west of Chicago. Plus, they have wild game brats like elk and buffalo, just to give you a, an example of some of the weird, strange, uh, awesome menu items that you can get. You can get a $50 gift certificate today for only 25 bucks. That's our usual sweet deal. Half price, once again, 9 o'clock. They'll go quick. Make sure you're there just before 9 o'clock and uh, click on KBY.com, sweet deal link, and then uh, be ready to purchase that, and uh, you can get that. Also on the way for you this morning, uh, a sweet deal that we have had in the past. we got a $25 biscuit and hogs gift certificate up for grabs for you today. You can answer our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by... Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 
a local company with the Global Network. For all your real estate needs, call today at 208-888-4128. Our question today, Secret Service has had code names for presidents for generations. What is President Biden's code name? Kennedy was Lancer, Reagan, Rawhide, Obama was Renegade, Trump was Mogul. Our question, what is Biden's code name? By the way, it's the same name he had as vice president, if that'll help you out. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 708, yes, I know it's a little bit early for the uh, market reports, but we wanted to take a little extra time this morning with what happened uh, yesterday in uh, Ukraine being invaded by Russia. Brian Wiley, by the way, with us, Real Money Pros this morning. Good morning. Good to talk to you again. Yes, absolutely. Good morning. Um, So uh, originally yesterday, we we were going to say we were going to talk because it looked like the stock market was just going to have a a massive loss yesterday, one point down almost... 850 points but man it it staged a furious comeback and ended the day up yeah it's like bipolar you had no idea what's really going to go on i mean it's it's pretty easy when you get a market that opens up that low on that kind of news to to figure out what's going to continue to be sold off and and then all of a sudden it just it just changes and and that's it's bewildering to all of us to try to figure out okay so what caused that change i was looking at volume especially on really large company stocks and i'm going to call this one program trades and i can explain what program trades are that reverse the market which then causes a momentum trade to actually get it to go positive but you know that's just based off of my experience in the past i don't know that that's the case what happened yesterday because we saw a reversal on everything it wasn't just most things. It was everything. We saw significant gains happen in good stocks as well. I mean, even Ford, for example, was down a couple percentage points. We had other companies down that were at 5 4 3%, whatever it is, on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And it was broad-based selling, but then became broad-based buying, uh, which is peculiar when you consider the news that's out there. So when you say program buying is is that where um there there's a computer program that says all right these are now value stocks so we should be buying here because it shouldn't be following that low is that what that means yeah so so chris he manages billions of dollars there right i mean that's oh yeah chris Chris is a multi-billionaire yeah and so he identifies a stock let's say it's trading at 15 bucks and he says you know if that stock ever goes down to 12 bucks i want to buy a ton of it and then well mike who's now managing trillions of dollars that says (laughs) if that stock goes goes to let's say twelve dollars and twenty five cents and it does it within a certain time frame let's say a half hour he says i want to get a bunch of that stuff i want to do it now those are program trades because you set those months ago maybe a year ago and it's just a target that is sitting there and a computer is just watching those Mm. prices well then it can get onto the backs of the next one and then it just becomes uh, a a kind of a, a folly of buying or a folly of selling like yesterday and uh, program trades can absolutely reverse a market, but there's another theory out there, and I've not seen this one hit any news waves at all because this is a, a very strong theory that happened in 2001 all the way through to 2003. I think it was proven in 2008, which was what's called the Presidential Working Group on Financial Markets, otherwise known as the Plunge Protection Team, only to stop big, deep plunges like that because 
if you're President Putin, you want that to occur. You want to have stock markets be roiled because of a war. You want to demoralize investors, get rid of that wealth effect that they're feeling, and, and make them feel that the economy is going to suffer. So then we, of course, would then change our mind about how we, uh, I guess, would encourage our leadership to handle the Ukraine situation. Well, if the plunge protection team actually exists, that is when they would exist. And and uh, it, it, the there is a, a group called the Presidential Working Group for Financial Markets, and it's all the big banks. Think of uh, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan. They do work with the administration to say, uh, yeah, we'll absolutely buy into quickly declining markets to try to slow those down. And it has worked in the past. I just don't know if it was actually in place yesterday. Well, and even if it was in place yesterday, if, if that is Putin's plan to royal the markets, um, it really affected his market way more than the United States. Because at one point yesterday, uh, I saw that Russian stock market was down 50%. I think they ended yeah. up down 33%. Could you even imagine the panic we'd see today if our if the Dow was down thirty three percent yesterday and 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 lost eleven thousand. Yeah, exactly. I mean that it would cause a panic, and that's the reason why we have all these different stops in place now to shut the markets down. And those were largely developed after the September eleventh terrorist attacks uh, to be able to stop the markets from having a precipitous fall like we were seeing yesterday. Because. I mean, I, I, I got to say, I I went to bed on Wednesday night going, oh, gosh, I mean, this is now <laughs> happening. And um, I, I was looking at the futures that night, saw that Japan was already starting to trade because the world's round and somebody's always trading. And they were trading lower. And I was thinking, well, for sure, our markets are going to sell off big in the morning. So set my alarm early, was getting up thinking, well, this is one that we're going to go in there and it, sometimes it's like shooting ducks in a barrel. Right. So you see all these <laughs> you, you see these great. Uh, trades that are just sitting there right in front of you. And so I wanted to be up and be aware of that and be ready for it. And we see the sell-off start, and I'm thinking, well, they're going to shut this market down, so we're going to want to buy some things before that happens. And then it reversed. I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to get up so early next time. <laughs> <laughs> when, when What was the most recent time that the market was like this with the big dips and the corrections? And it, was it another event, like a war? Well, okay. So, I mean, we could go through history and talk about the big ones that happened. Of course, you had the tech, uh, the tech crunch that happened. I mean, that whole thing just fell apart. And we went into uh, the the top of the markets actually happened in March of 2000, if I if I remember correctly. And we were already starting to head lower, and then the terrorist attacks happened, and that's probably our best example that we could use in modern times of what may happen if we actually saw major military action happen in Eastern Europe or anywhere in the world for that matters, because the markets did get shut down. We shut them down, or I, we didn't shut them down. Wall Street shut them down uh, for five days. That actually caused, I think, uh, I'm mixed on, on what that actually caused, because then when we finally reopened it uh, a week after the terrorist attacks, they continued to sell off and sell off in a big way, if you recall that. Uh, and it wasn't, and we didn't see the bottom of that until again as another March of 2003, and that's when we invaded uh, Iraq and we had major military action actually happening still then in Afghanistan. And so the markets bottomed out at that point and they started to head higher. Well, <clears throat> I don't know. In this case, it really depends on how diplomatic action happens in Eastern. Europe and what's in, in in how Putin is going to handle Ukraine and right now you're reading the same news stories I am and it looks like they're already in Kiev which means they're probably pretty close maybe days right. away from actually controlling all of Ukraine and if that's the case then maybe this thing is almost over. Um, 
something we saw yesterday in the uh, Russian market, I'm just curious if this would ever happen here, that uh, it, Putin um, disallowed short trading yesterday. So he yeah. just said nobody can sh- do any short trades when the market in Russia was dropping. Is that something we would ever see here in the United States? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we we have seen limits on short uh, trading, and there they usually will identify particular stocks and stop that from happening. Right. But, but how do you really stop short trading? Because anybody is allowed to sell a stock. Remember, uh, shorts uh, when you're shorting something, you have to borrow somebody that their stock that they mm-hmm. own it to be able to sell it in the markets. So you don't just materialize the stock and then sell it. You've got to find somebody willing to lend it to you. And what they really do is they just stop that lending. Got it. That's it. All right, we'll take a quick break here. When we come back, uh, we've got a few more minutes, expended time. Once again, we're talking with Brian uh, Wiley um, with markets, not just yesterday, although that was crazy enough, but uh, markets have been crazy since the first of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when we come back, I, I, had, uh, I had planned to ask today, um, because I expected the stock market to be down five to 800 points today, is there anything that we can do to take advantage with, with what's going on in the Ukraine? But I, yes. I, I want to get to that question. And also, <laughs> is there things right now that we should be avoiding um, uh, that you see as problem areas in the coming short term, like I'm talking six months for the stock market. We'll get to that when we come back. Once again, Brian Wiley with Real Money Pros with us this morning. We'll take a quick break. More on the way after this. Seven twenty-two. Uh, he's Chris Weldon. I'm Mike Casper, and uh, on with us this morning, Brian Wiley, Real Money Pros, uh, talking about what's going on. The invasion and stock markets in uh, Ukraine by Russia. Um, GDP for the fourth quarter announced yesterday was at 7%, which is uh, really, really, really good. Um, The fewest number of people uh, right now are unemployment than has been on unemployment in in 40 years, 40 plus years. Yep. (laughs) So our our question as we go into this in the final few minutes that we have here with us, um, two, two things. Number one, where... Are there places that we can take advantage of what's going on in the rest of the world with Ukraine and Russia? And is there any place that we should be kind of getting away from right now in the short term? Well, I mean, yes. I I think that the COVID thing is over. And I think a lot of people like me, we had taken advantage of travel stocks and things like that were obvious that you would buy. As soon as that was announced, we went into the pandemic. Uh, I think those gains are largely done. Uh, Typically, if you go into wartime areas, you look at defense stocks. I mean, Boeing, Northrop Grumman, you're looking at Raytheon, things like that. And, And those will typically do very well. But I've already noticed that those have been bought up. Uh, they've been bought up really well. But there's been a lot of things that have been sold off, and they, they made no sense to be sold off yesterday. I mean, take, for example, just consumer staple stocks. It's not Procter & Gamble yesterday. It was down over 2%. If you want to make a quick 2%, then you look at a stock like that saying, well, that's not going to last because that was just some sort of an emotional sell-off. Um, one thing that I – and I'm just – I'm asking everybody to do, which is if, if we're going to be part of any sort of – of this mess that's going on in eastern Ukraine, and we are, uh, which is we can't play into this. Uh, we can't be part of the panic sell-off. If you're part of the panic sell-off, you're doing exactly what Putin would want us to be doing. And so as an American, in my opinion, what we do is we just have to hold tight. We get into your foxhole, and you stay invested and stay invested in American companies and in companies that largely are not trying to do business with a country like that. And those exist all around. And I feel like that is our duty to do, and that's our way to be able to fight this war from our desktops and just to not play into the panic. And that's exactly what was happening yesterday. 
it, somehow it reversed. We saw the markets end up higher. Right now, we're looking at futures that are much higher. This market looks like it's going to pop. Again, I'm wrong on, on that one as well because yesterday, <laughs> I thought, because you have mutual fund sales. So, for example, if you said, hey, sell my mutual fund, well, that doesn't actually sell until the next morning because it's at the end of the day. They look at all their sales and buys, and then they even it up, and we would have found out how many people panic sold yesterday, and I produced even a video on the Real Money Pros uh, Facebook page just saying, please share this. And, and let's talk to other financial advisors. Let's have a unified message, which is let's make sure that people don't play into this panic. Your money's not going to get smoked. It's not going to get smoked for long. <laughs> We've seen this in the past. It, it'd go down for a year or two. And if you it, if you needed the money sooner, sooner than two years and you blew it anyway, it shouldn't have been invested. But most people are putting money into 401ks and things like that. And don't stop doing that. And when the markets go down, you want to be buying into that market because these things don't last forever. They just don't. They, 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 it'll pass, and when it passes, you're going to wish that you bought in. This market's been selling off now for the last couple months. We're already in corrective territory with the NASDAQ. The S&P 500 is now entering that area, which that means that things are presenting themselves as opportunities. And the number one opportunity that I can think of when you wrap all the politics and everything that's in this thing is a Roth conversion. If you've got pre-tax money and you can afford to pay the income taxes on a conversion from, say, a 401k traditional or a, a, an IRA traditional and move it to a Roth, that would be the number one move that I would say. And then after that, start looking at sectors and industries that have good long-term prospects and even short-term as well. And so that's what I'm looking at and mm -hmm. identifying those. And I think they're, they're fairly easy to find. All right. Brian Wiley, great to talk to you again. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, taking the extra time with us this morning. I don't know if I'm any smarter than I was yesterday <laughs> or not. But. Me either. I, I'm sure of it at this point. <laughs> all right. Uh, just ahead of the opening, as we uh, mentioned, the uh, Dow is uh, up. All three indexes are up right now, opening uh, up here in just uh, about four minutes from right now. Uh, we'll get an update from you uh, about an hour. Stop. You're filling in for Jeremiah today, right? That's it. You All got right. me. Sorry. So we'll get, we'll get updates for you uh, <laughs> once again, once the stock market opens up here in about an hour. Great talking with you again. Yeah, likewise. Good morning, guys. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 735 open phones Friday, 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Louie, Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Hey, it's Friday. <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, history lesson. Give me about 15 seconds. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, first, we took all the nukes away from Ukraine and said we'd take care of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Throw that to the side. Uh, Obama, uh, Buffett, and Burlington Northern studied a river because he could keep his trains running as opposed to put our oil in a pipeline. Uh, All right. Oh, Trump, hey, remember that idiot? He, uh, he turned around and, oh, after a year of being in there, pipeline up and running, done studying the river crossing that Obama had to take eight years to do. Uh, oh, wait a minute. We're buying oil from Russia. Yeah. That uh, that punk over there has invaded a country that we were supposed to take care of. And, uh, oh, wait a minute. The oil was $40 a barrel. Now it's $100 a barrel. So we got to feed him more money 
to keep it. And we're still buying oil from him. I am curious. Thank you for the call. Appreciate and, and it. And then a month from now, we'll check in again. But, uh, yeah, our leader this morning said, give it a month or so. We'll check and see how bad it's yeah. hurting him. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Um, I am curious. I don't know the answer to this. Are we still buying oil from Russia after this? I mean, that would be, I would think that would be one of the most immediate sanctions because we do import a lot of oil from Russia every single day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the number is, but it's it's not you know minuscule. I'm wondering if that's one of the sanctions that we immediately said, okay, we're done paying for your oil and sending you money. I don't. You would have to replace that oil with something from somewhere. We it looks like about eight percent of uh, the imports that we get come from Russia. Now, I, I mentioned this before, the, the imports run about 25% of our actual oil that we use right. in the United States. The rest of it uh, comes from the U.S. But uh, of the imports, 8% uh, comes from Russia. That's not anything to sneeze at. No, it's not. So th- I, I don't know the answer. I'm just curious if that was one thing that got shut off because 8%, of oil is quite a bit every day. Um, you'd have to find oil from someplace. Um, you would think that Biden would just say, all right, let's start fracking. Let's start pumping oil again that mm-hmm. we had shut down, start uh, opening up some of the pipelines. I don't know if that has happened or not. Uh, it's going to be, like I said, interesting to watch. KBOI Newstime, 737. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 744, uh, the stock market is open, and uh, as of right now, up 228 points on the Dow. What kind of disappointment are they setting us up for now? Standard and Poor is up, NASDAQ is up. Hey, don't worry. We still have plenty of time for this to turn around, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, after, you, can't, you can't stand all this good fortune. Don't worry, it'll change. After yesterday, uh, nothing will surprise me, I don't think, anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought, you know, with the invasion and everything happening, opening up 800 points below, I just was shocked when I saw that it, it had clawed back at the end of the day. Uh, text message in at 208-336-3700. For sanctions to work, they need to be global, and it needs to be almost a blockade. No flights in or out of Russia. No flights out of Russia will land in any other unified countries. None of the United countries will send flights into Russia. None of the unified countries will allow ships out of Russia to dock in their ports. None of the unified countries will send ships to Russia. Absolutely cut them off from the rest of the free world. That's the only way this is going to hurt them. That would take a while to organize. Probably. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is Open Phones Friday, brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian. Don't forget, coming up here in just a little bit, chance to go see the Boise State Broncos take on Nevada next Tuesday. Um, That is going to be senior night, final home game of the year. Stick around for your chance to win those tickets. Right now, Check on Sports, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian. The place to go for lunch, especially today. It's National Clam Chowder Day, and uh, you're not going to find any better clam chowder anywhere then at Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Good morning. Mountain West basketball. No games played last night, so you still have Boise State in first place, followed by, percentage-wise, Wyoming, Colorado State in third, and then UNLV. And Boise State's defense will be tested tomorrow as they face the top scorer in the Mountain West. Boise State travels to UNLV tomorrow looking for a sweep of the series. Broncos won two weeks ago in Boise, 69-63. 
Bryce Hamilton would score 32. He made 12 of 24 shots, and Coach Rice says he can score on anyone. He seems to be one of those guys that when he gets it going, it doesn't matter what the opponents are doing. It really doesn't. You know, I thought we did a good job on him against 32. I thought that was that was about an average night for him right now. The Broncos are 13-2 and two and alone in first place in the Mountain West. With three games to go, two wins will guarantee them at least a tie of the regular season championship. Our coverage will begin at 7.30 tomorrow. Bob Beeler, News Talk, KBOI. There is one game on the Mountain West schedule for tonight. It will be San Jose State traveling to San Diego State. Tomorrow's games include Air Force at New Mexico. Nevada will play at Wyoming. Colorado State heads to Utah State, and Boise State will take on UNLV. There is games being played on Monday coming up as well. I'm Rick Worthington. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.53, congratulations going out to Randy, uh, Randy Hurls of Meridian. Randy is going to be in the crowd next week rooting on the Boise State Broncos, who, uh, keeping your fingers crossed, will still be in first place. I guess it would be impossible for them not still be in first place, no matter what happens against uh, UNLV tomorrow. I'm not sure how the math works, but I, I think they're more than one game up right now. One and a half games up, yeah. yeah. So even if they lost, best case scenario, they would still be tied for first. UNLV is going to be a tough game playing in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas has been coming on uh, very, uh, very strong. Got a good player down there, scored half the points the last time they played. So uh, we'll have more tickets to give away if you didn't win this morning coming up on Monday and Tuesday. So we're not done giving away the tickets. More chances for you to win. We have uh, more chances for you to uh, win on the way this morning before 10 o'clock, too. If you'd like to see a wonderful concert, Bonnie Raitt will be here August 14th. Outdoor concert, Idaho Botanical Gardens. You have a chance to uh, see her live in concert. We'll have a uh, chance for you to win coming up before 10 o'clock. So if you want to lock in your speed dials at 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, you can go ahead and do that. Um, thank you to Maureen. Uh, Bob, we had asked this morning whether or not, uh, I didn't know, hadn't heard, whether or not we had shut off purchasing oil from uh, Russia, which, as Chris had pointed out, we get 8% of our oil um, from Russia, and uh, he had sent in uh, on Thursday's broadcast, CV- CBS Evening News, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken responded to a question of whether the United States will cut off purchase of oil and gas from Russia over the invasion. And uh, Blinken responded, well, uh, what we're doing across the board is making sure we inflict maximum pain on Russia for what President Putin has done while minimizing any pain on us. He says we're in full coordination with other countries, both consumers and producers alike, to minimize any impact this may have on energy prices and gasoline. Um, we are not stopping our purchase of oil from Russia, in other words. So we're not going to cut off our nose despite our face. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I'm wondering, you know, is, is there a way, like I said, we would have to come up with some place to replace 8%. So, I, I mean, I totally get it that we don't want to be paying $7 a gallon for gas because that would have a, a crippling effect on our economy. Yeah, I don't think anybody would probably ever eat in a restaurant again. I mean, it would be no Sorry. fun driving to work every day. <laughs> Sorry, low food yeah. budget, have to spend it on gas. But, I, I, and Joe writes in, or Randy rather writes in, um, you know, if if... Joe can't get OPEC to produce more oil to take the place of Russia. Maybe check with Texas, Oklahoma, or Alaska. Rumor have it, has it that they have some oil to spare. They could be, call themselves NAFTAPEC. Yeah, I, I don't... 
I'm not in the oil industry, so I don't know what kind of um, things that Biden administration did to, you know, stop the uh, fracking uh, for oil yeah. to and, and gas and, and to, you know, stop it. So make it more expensive. So it is to drill some of the oil so that they had to shut down some of that. That stuff. I, I don't know what all was done. I mean, I obviously I know that the uh, XL pipeline was shut down, um, mm-hmm. but it hadn't even been opened. The new XL pipeline hadn't even been opened as of yet, but it was you know shut down. So uh, I think by now we would have been pumping oil from there, it's like it was tabled, sort of. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what could be done immediately. It, it may take a while to get going, but I, I don't know why we aren't looking into this, yeah. especially because well, considering it, the. It, the short it'll take a shorter amount of time if we start now yeah and and russia's i mean their main economic value in their country is oil and gas i mean that's where they get a large that's their biggest export yeah that's their, that that's where they get most of their money for the entire country so if you can in some way the west and everybody all the allies cripple them by not by shutting off all their money supply yeah. i mean how how much of a pain it would be way more painful to russia like once once again I want to reiterate i don't want to be pay, paying seven dollars a gallon for gas i don't want to be paying four dollars a gallon <laughs> um and I'll, so i, I'll I go get you that one better part. i wish it were down to double figures yeah kby news time 756 phone lines are open it is open phones friday brought to you by fast eddies and meridian uh we've got news at the top of the hour we'll get back to more of your phone calls and emails coming up 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 808. Quick reset, looking at the uh, Dow. 249 cent, or 249 up in the positive territory after clawing its way back yesterday. After being down over 800 points, um, our phone lines are open 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through today, it's brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian. Looking for a great selection of uh, drinks, energy drinks, over 300 to choose from. Don't believe me? Get in today. Uh, a lot of specials go on every day at Fast Eddie's, too, so get in. Uh, you can also email us if you can't get through on the phone, but would still like to talk to us this morning. Chris at KBOI.com. Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, text us. Same as our main number. Uh, Russ in Eagle. Thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, man. Hey, I just wanted to bring up the fact that you guys talking about, uh, I think Maureen Bob wrote in and said we're, we're importing 8% of our oil from from Russia. Uh, just to point out, uh, prior to this administration, we were a net exporter of oil. We didn't import oil from anybody. And they got us over a barrel. I mean, this, this Biden just played into his hands. I mean, elections have consequences, and, and we're going to be paying for it for quite a while. When did we not import oil? Under Trump, we were we were a net exporter of energy. Okay, we still imported oil. We yeah, just we, we, we still, just we just exported more than we were importing. Right, right. Yeah. So we but, we but more we more than we brought, brought anything even. in from, yeah. from Russia. Yeah. And now now they got us over a barrel, literally. Hmm. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it, Russ. Okay, guys. Um, Joe says, uh, hey guys, contrary to Mike's guest at Facts uh, Russia, gas and oil accounts for 30% of Russia's economy, not most of it. In the U.S., it's slightly less than 8%. If that's true, Russia's economy is not well di- diversified. Our country's oil and gas is just 8% of the economy. Hmm. Now we know that, I guess. 
Thank you, Joe. Still, if uh, yeah, you're not well diversified. If you're counting on one thing um, as 30% of your entire economy, right. as Russia does, um, you take away 30% of your economy, you're uh, going to be hurting. I don't care what country you are. See, two dogs sent a message but uh, didn't write any words or have any pictures. So uh, Might want to try I again. Guess Two dogs contacted us to say he had nothing to say. Uh, ben and Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBI. Open phones Friday. Yeah, you had some questions about the oil industry that you weren't sure about. Mm-hmm. Um, Alaska, there's two oil companies sitting on over 400 million barrels of oil, and they can't touch it. And why, See, now, why is that? Because I've heard some of that, and it's like, what were the specific uh, Biden administration rules that they, they stopped at? Long story short, they say they need more study about the caribou that they've studied to death for the last 40 years. Okay. It's just another, it's just another move to not not produce oil in Alaska. Well, that's counterproductive to study them to death, isn't it? <laughs> well, our government's counterproductive as a whole. Yeah. So. yeah. Thanks for the info, Ben. Appreciate it. You bet. Um. Another uh, text message in, 208-336-3700. Placing sanctions on Russia will have minimal effect on them. Sanctions will, however, destroy our economy. Biden's gone a long way to destroy our economy already, and we cannot withstand another huge blow like this. Uh, Unlike some people, I don't believe he's trying to do it on purpose. (laughs) Some people might argue. I I know. There are a lot of people, though, who have, in the last 20 years or so, they've decided that anybody... Uh, who has a differing opinion, uh, has a differing opinion because they're basically evil. And that's been a fallacy in arguing forever. Uh, But uh, I think a lot of people adhere to it now. Uh, Marine Bob wrote in, this is about nine minutes ago, he says, sounds like you are talking in tongues. Was that me or you? Probably you. I don't think I have sounded like I'm speaking in tongues. No, I think that was something that was going out of the air, on the air that wasn't supposed to. Oh, I see. I was going to say, not that I... uh, Absolutely know what that, sound, what, that, what that sounds like in the first place, yeah. Got invaded by Satan for a moment. Um, it is Open Phones Friday, so we'll talk about anything you want. Uh, if you want to continue talking about uh, what's going on in Russia, uh, you can do that. Um, uh, this is an email in Mike at KBOI.com regarding uh, Lyatt Thompson competing in the NCAA championships. It is a big deal, regardless of where a transgender male to female competes. It doesn't matter if it's high school sports, Olympic or collegiate or professional sports. Most biological female athletes have a disadvantage against a biological male athlete. It is scientifically proven that a male, regardless of hormone, testosterone, has larger lungs and higher ability to build muscle mass, amongst other physical attributes. It simply is not a fair playing field for a biological woman. I encourage you to look at pictures of Lia Thomas standing next to her teammates. Further, Will slash Lia Thomas orchestrated this whole thing. As a male, he was barely a competitor. In a recent interview with the Swim podcast, Lia admitted that she had assistance and mentorship in doing this. This was all prior to her collegiate career ending. As a senior, I wonder if we will see Lia return to being Will after the NCAA championships. Who knows? They don't usually uh, you know, have, have frequent changes. It's it's usually just one time. Well, in in this particular instance, she hasn't changed anything as of yet, other than quit t- or started taking uh, hormone suppressants. Yeah. So I mean, that that does change a few things, physic- but not everything. Yeah, obviously. physically, she hasn't 
cut anything off. I mean, and gone through the, you know, she's a transgender, not a transsexual. So she hasn't had the operation to do it. So um, I guess it would, as far as you just have to start taking the hormones that would be suppressing your testosterone, and then you would go back to what you were before, I think. Not a doctor, but that's what I, <laughs> I think the way it works. KBOI News Time is 814. I, I, I don't know. Stay right where you're at. Uh, when we come back, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. $25 gift certificate, once again, to Biscuit and Hogs is yours. If you can answer our question, we'll get to that right after Bronco Sports today. Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Eight twenty-four. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Once again, $25 biscuit and hogs gift certificate is uh, what we have up for grabs if you're able to answer our damn near impossible question. Brian is going to get first crack at it today. Brian... Secret Service has had uh, code names for presidents for generations. Our question today, what is President Biden's code name? Oh, well, I'm driving, so I have to go off memory. Um, It's uh, either uh, the big guy or Brandon. (laughs) Now, that, that, that is a code name, but it's not the Secret Service that calls him that. That thank you for the laugh. No, that is not correct. But thank you for the laugh. Uh, <laughs> all right, we've eliminated uh, two. Big guy and uh, Brandon are not it. Uh, Brand Brandon, not not Brandon, right? It's Brandon. It is. Yep. All right, Brandon. Brandon, Secret Service code name for uh, President Biden. What is it? All right, Celtic. Celtic, or we'd accept Celtic. Uh, yeah, same one he used when he was vice president. It is a reference to his Irish heritage. Congratulations, Brendan. You've got a $25 gift certificate to uh, Biscuit and Hogs this morning. Hang on the line, okay? You bet. Thanks. All right. We'll take a break. More open phones uh, happening after top of the hour at 9 o'clock today, as we do every Friday. It is Open Phones Friday, brought to you by Fast Eddies and Meridian. We've got news coming up here at the bottom of the hour when we come back. Once again, every uh, week during the legislative session, we talk to the lawmakers. Today, we have Idaho senators that will be here. We'll be talking with Democratic Senator David Nelson, District 5 in Moscow, here in about 10 minutes. And then after that, Republican Senator Robert Blair, District 6 in Kendrick, will be with us. That's on the way. We'll talk about some of the laws, uh, some of them controversial this week, that we'll talk about. That'll be coming up here in about 10 minutes. Don't go away. 670 KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State Senators joining Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. 837, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. And on the phone lines with us this morning, uh, Senator David Nelson. District 5 in Moscow, uh, second term, member of the Senate Agricultural Affairs Committee, the Senate Education Committee, the Senate Transportation Committee, as I'm uh, fond of saying, we went to the same high school at different times together. Okay, that's right. It's nice to be back on with you, Mike. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's begin. First of all, uh, congratulations! You are the first senator um, that we have talked to for a second time this legislative session. So I, I know there, you know, as far as uh, Democratic lawmakers, what are there seven of you? 
seven of us. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're gonna you're gonna catch us all probably a yeah, couple times. Yeah. Probably. Um, so anyway, good to have you back again. Um, let's start things off. Now, number one thing I want to ask you. I mean, being being in Moscow, you know, it, it's different than for those of us here in the uh, Treasure Valley. I, I was wondering if you could give us an idea on on things that are of more interest to some of the voters and people that you are responsible to in the uh, Genesee Moscow area as opposed to what we might be interested in here in the Treasure Valley. Okay. Uh I think some of the things are surprisingly not different to be honest. Okay. Uh, most of the vote most of the voters I talk to are very interested in improving our public education system. Um they they're concerned that we have this huge backlog in, in uh, maintenance and our our buildings are getting older and older. I, I guess one of the, the differences between Boise, which, which has a lot of new schools, uh, and Moscow is the newest school in Moscow was built in like 1964. So we <laughs> have a, a terrible facilities problem. And, and Genesee, where you and I grew up, you know, there's there's been... Uh, additions but that school dates from 1912 uh so uh, it's been really well maintained yeah when you you and i were going there it was like i thought it was an old school then I thought it was an ancient. Well, and you, you know, you went down the hallways, and our our dads were on the wall, and yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was old then. So the uh, uh, go ahead. I, I guess the other the other issue that crops up often is is just ag issues are a little different up there, uh, and we and there's can be a tension between the ag issues in the county, you know, supporting. Uh, you know, folks like my brother, who's a wheat farmer in Genesee, and and the desires of the a uh, little little bit more liberal Moscow on some environmental issues, on climate change, things like that. Senator, the uh, the Senate passed a resolution against critical race theory. What exactly will this prevent from happening? It won't present prevent anything from happening. It has no force of law. It's just a resolution. Uh, I think it's. Uh, an unfortunate thing that we passed uh, for, you know, trying to, to work against a myth. And I particularly have a problem with it on, in this sort of discussion of, you know, divisive things that we teach in our schools. Um, and I'm, you know, very happy to celebrate and, and teach our kids about the great things that we do, you know, things like how our great generation got together and worked and, and beat Germany and, and uh, Japan in World War II. But, but, you know, we have to have open eyes with our kids to understand some of the uh, worst things that happened. You know, there's a, a Japanese internment camp up by uh, up past Kuski on the on the Loxaw that's that people don't even know about anymore. And we, you know, locked a lot of people, locked people up there. Uh, you know, the camp over by Twin Falls. It's important that we we remember those things and and also it's important that we remember our kids are 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 pretty resilient. Um, my wife, who's a second grade teacher, she says, you know, when we talk about uh, some of those divisive things, and when you're talking to second graders, you're talking about them in a very appropriate, calibrated manner. Right. But the the kids are, you know, they're not snowflakes. They're they take that in, and and she says generally their reaction is we're not going to do that again when we're when we're in charge. We're going to learn from that. And so I think it's 
important to pre- present a full picture of our history. And I think that resolution is really part of an effort to try to, you know, trim down not teaching some of the things that people don't like to hear. Is Idaho going to get funded pre-kindergarten anytime soon? Um, I'm not sure about pre-kindergarten. I think there's a real good chance we're going to get all-day kindergarten this year. Uh, Currently, Idaho funds half-day kindergarten uh, in our K-12 schools, uh, and about I don't know, around a half of the half of the districts are using local money to fund all day kindergarten. Uh, and I think there's a darn good chance next week we'll start the process on that. On Monday, Monday or Tuesday, we're going to hear the sort of straight up uh, kindergarten bill. Uh, I think it provides certainty to our, 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 our schools across the state that they know they'll have durable, reliable funding to do that. And we'll start that plan. Uh, and, and, and I, I guess I want to say both on pre, pre-K and kindergarten, mm-hmm. I think those pe- pe- people forget those are really important economic development tools. We have a, a big labor shortage in Idaho, and uh, both of those things, the kids are learning and doing better, but they're also uh, makes it available for moms and dads to get back to work and, uh, and help our economy and help their families. I, I guess I asked about pre-K because uh, 46 of the 50 states have public pre-K uh, funded by the state, and only four don't. Right, we're quite we're quite alone in in that. Uh, we need to to do better. Uh, I I can't see it happening this year, to be honest. Uh, we're still, you know, the six million dollar grant we we had from the support of uh, Senators Crapo and Rich last year doesn't have a pathway to get approved this year. Right. So I, you know, it, if we could just accept that money, which would help us uh, move move forward on it, that would be a good step. But the, the first step we really got to do is fund all day kindergarten, and then we can step to, to pre K. Um, you mentioned um, having trouble finding uh, workers here in the state. That leads me to my uh, next question: Idaho Senate back to plan this week to uh, let seventeen year olds begin serving and selling uh, alcohol in restaurants. Um, in hope of uh, Idaho retail, restaurant, grocery industries uh, would have more workers amid a labor crunch. Um, your thoughts on that, and do you think it'll help? I, I, I think it will help. Uh, it's, you know, it's a, I talked to uh, uh, Brandy Sullivan, who runs a, a coffee shop bar in Moscow, and it's a, a real problem to manage her workforce on who can serve alcohol and who cannot and how do you schedule that. Uh, and I, I, and she's definitely con- convinced that it will be of, of help to her. Uh, it does provide, so, so I think just flexibility wise, it helps those employers and it, it brings uh, another, uh, set of folks to the, to the table, uh, uh for employment. I, I have to say, I am a little con- concerned about that. We're doing it, you know, sort of a, in a full on bar situation. I think if it's a, a coffee shop, uh, a uh, place to get beer and wine or, or wherever they're serving food. It makes a little more sense. I, I, I'm, I, I, it did give me pause that we're going to just a straight up bar. We're going to have 17 year olds in their serving. And I, and I hope the, 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 those bars will be real responsible on who they hire to do that. Senator David Nelson, once again with us today, appreciate taking the uh, time. Uh, nothing against you, but I hope this is the last time we talk to you this year because that would mean that the legislature is uh, going to get out on time. 
Yes, I hope I'm, I hope we're not back here in April so we can talk again. So <laughs> All right, you thanks. Guys, you guys take care. Thanks for being with us, taking a little time with us this morning. KBY News Time is uh, 8.46. We will uh, take a break. On the way, we are uh, due to talk with Republican Senator Robert Blair, District 6 in Kendrick, just down the road from Moscow. Um, we'll do that coming up here next as we talk to Idaho Senators. KBY News Time is 8.46. 6.70 KBY covers the Idaho legislature. All of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State Senators joining Casper and Chris on 6.70 KBY. 8.51. He's Chris Walton, Mike Casper, once again, talking to the Senate today. And we have Republican Senator Robert Blair, District 6 in uh, Kendrick. His first term, a uh, member of the Senate Agricultural Affairs Committee, the Senate Education Committee, the Senate Resources and Environmental Committee. And really is the first term uh, because he is a full-time substitute for Senator Dan Johnson for the uh, 2022 session uh, after Johnson was elected mayor of Lewiston. Um, welcome, Senator. And uh, first question I would like to ask is, uh, that I ask all of our new people, is, is this everything you hoped and dreamed of? Well, first, thank you for having me on here. It, it is a uh, pleasure to be here today. So is it everything I had thought it would be? Well, my concerns coming down was being able to navigate the system, and that means the rules of the Senate, uh, finding out where to go for help uh, with legislative services, and, and that was my concern coming down, and that turned out to be uh, come to fruition. Uh, it, it has taken me about one month to get into the flow of things, and, and now it has become fun. Uh, for me, because we're talking more about legislation, we're having conversations amongst each other, and we're seeing the process really start to work. Um, my, I guess my next question, the follow-up to that would be, is uh, are you going to be running again? I will be running. I announced last Saturday, my wife and boys were able to come down, girls' state basketball, and, and our Kendrick Tigers took fourth place. So congratulations to them. But I am running. Uh, once redistricting uh, was confirmed, knowing where my area is going to be, that was the final step for me to make my announcement. The Senate killed a, a rural nursing incentive bill. Why did that fail? Well, I, I voted no on that. Uh, however, I am a very strong proponent of both nurses and rural Idaho. The issue I had with that bill is there were only going to be 10 recipients for that of $25,000 each year for a total of three years, totaling $75,000 per nursing student. And I don't think that did enough to address the real concerns we have with nursing sh shortages, uh, not only in our rural communities and hospitals, but around the state. I really do appreciate the job nurses do. My probably future daughter-in-law is in the nursing program at Lewis Clark State College, and I have a lot of friends who are, who are nurses as well. But we have to take a look at what the scope is and what the cost and and I think that was the biggest issue is it was too limit it, it limited the number of people and the amount of dollars um you have a uh, bill you co-sponsored uh 
SB 1280. Uh, it's a dile- dyslexia bill. We want to explain what that is and, and what it means. Well, dyslexia is a neurological learning disorder. Um, there are many different facets to that, and Idaho was the la- is the last state to have anything on spelling out specifically dyslexia. Uh, my father was dyslexic, and so this is this bill was very personal to me, and it was the only piece of legislation uh, Senator Johnson, now Mayor Johnson of Lewiston, asked me to um, work on. And it passed the Senate unanimously with no um, votes against it. And now it is being held in the House um, because of politics. So this bill went from legislation to politics. The the Senate passed a, a resolution against critical race theory. Now, what will that do? Um, So the concurrent resolution, it just spells out um, concerns of being able to teach all viewpoints of history, all viewpoints, not just a narrow select um, segment of it, uh, whether it's for or against, and and that's all it does. It is just a statement. It takes no effect uh, there is no mandate or rules that it changes or affects. It is basically just a statement. Senator uh, Robert Blair, District 6 in Kendrick, uh, thank you once again for taking a few minutes with us this morning. Uh, appreciate your time. I don't know if we'll have a chance to talk with you again before the uh, end of the session because uh, hopefully, I know everybody, it's an election year, everybody wants to get out of there very quickly. Um, congratulations. I don't know if you had uh, a players on the Kendrick team at the state tournament? Is that what? Uh, no, I, I played basketball. I uh, was fortunate enough to go to state all four years uh, with and always brought home hard home brought home hardware two fourth places and two state championships and so it's really important to support our local schools yep i agree with you um i uh grew up and went to school at nesper so we played you a lot football and basketball so um thanks for being with us this morning uh, appreciate it and uh, continued uh success in the senate this year this is kboi online go to kboi.com and click the listen live button now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi as bad as this has been so far with airstrikes across the country and russian troops invading from three sides it's believed that less than half the russian troops massed at the border have actually crossed it most russian air power has still not been unleashed this is poised to get worse and to get bloodier. The Ukrainians have said they've turned aside some Russian advances, but they've also sustained dozens of early casualties and lost critical ground close to the capital. Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war. And now he and his country will bear the consequences. Seeing uh, headlines across a couple of the news channels saying uh, Kiev is expected or is Chris and I like to call it Kiev because that's the way we've pronounced it our entire lives. Yeah, until last year <laughs> when they told us it was Kiev. Kiev is expected to fall um, sometime this weekend. Russians have uh, apparently uh, reached the uh, city, which is the capital, and uh, expected to fall. So you heard in that uh, little news story there, I mean, it, I think uh, the last report I saw, there were uh, 59 
Ukrainians so far who have been killed, um, 160-some-odd injured at the last report, and I think that was late yesterday. Um, but Russia is also not getting out of this completely unscathed. Um, so far, a couple of military planes have been down. A couple of helicopters, Russian helicopters, have been down by uh, military forces yeah. so at least from Ukraine. Of, at least it'll be expensive for them for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not just, they're, they're not coming in and just rolling over everybody so far, although it didn't take very long uh, to get to um, Kiev. And uh, as we mentioned, it's, they're expected, that's expected to fall this by this weekend. Um, 208 336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is open phones Friday. If you want to talk more about this and your thoughts, uh, we'll continue to do that. But it is, um, once again, we'll talk about anything. That's what Fridays is all about. It's brought to you by uh, Fast Eddies. Uh, once again, if you're looking for a great way to save on uh, gas, you can save over a dollar per gallon per fill-up with 10 cents off on your Chevron card and up to a dollar with your Albertsons card, Fast Eddies, Eagle, and Meridian. Uh, also, a couple of resets for you. The Dow is up now 115 points, 1,300 point change from All yesterday right. at this time, um, down take, over 800 I'll, points. I'll take it. You know. Yeah, uh, it, it's still good. So um, apparently uh, the only thing I can infer from this is people don't think that whatever is going to be going on with Russia and Ukraine is, is going to last very long um, because it, you. I really expected, I, this is no rhyme, no reason for me, I really expected the stock markets to... Um, be a little crazy for a couple of days. Yesterday they were crazy, and just the the fact that it clawed back over 800 points in a single day. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I will tell you, I uh, forgot to mention just before top of the hour, but Twisted District, half-price deal going on right now, KBOI.com. The good news is, even though it's 10 minutes after 9, there are still 61 gift certificates available. So if you forgot about this, Twisted District, uh, great food, uh, great Craft beer, they make their own beer there, too. It's located in Garden City on State Street. If you want to get your uh, Twisted uh, District gift certificate right now, half price off, $50. It's only 25 bucks. Go to KBOI.com, click on the Sweet Deal uh, link, and you still have a chance to get in that Sweet Deal. So if you've missed out in the last couple of weeks because they sold out so quickly, um, here's your chance to get it. KBOI.com once again. Kevin and Caldwell, uh, good morning. Thanks for being patient with us this morning. It is Open Phones Friday. Good morning to you. Good morning, guys, and thank you very much for uh, for asking that senator about that nursing bill that got killed yesterday in the Senate. Um, that that uh, kind of hits close to home to me because my daughter is just about to graduate. Uh, well, she graduate this spring from the ISU nursing program there in Meridian, and that would have been a very helpful bill to her. I I do agree. Listening to him, I agree. Those amounts, those quantities per person, was ridiculous. They could get more people out there. But what I'd like to see, I hope that maybe some of them are listening to your show fix it, get it back in there, and do it again. We've got all this COVID stimulus money coming from the federal government. We've lost a ton of nurses because, well, maybe because of COVID deaths or because they're burned out. What better thing to spend COVID resources on, not tax dollars, COVID money on, mm-hmm. yeah. than to offset their, their things? Because, like I, I say, she's one of their top students, and uh, she, she put herself through undergraduate school as an EMT for uh, Canyon County full-time paramedics, Canyon County paramedics. Wow, and she Good she's very qualified for what she's doing, and she wants to go to a rural town in Idaho, somewhere further out, and that's what she would like to do. But if this thing doesn't go through, she's going to take the the same thing that other people have called you about, where they they do the traveling nurse, and she'll make between nine and ten thousand a yeah. month 
and yeah. she'll go do that while she's young. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? I mean, we have we have the yeah. need for nurses, but uh, they have the money to pay traveling nurses so much that instead of staying home and making uh, a quarter of what they would make as a traveling mer- nurse, um, they're going out in the road and doing that. And I, I don't blame her a bit, especially, you know, if, if she's single, just starting out, doesn't have family and things like that. I, I don't blame her when there's yep. that much money involved. And unfortunately, our hospitals here are paying traveling nurses from somewhere else to come here. So it's it's all, you know, sixes around. But why in the world don't they just take some of this stimulus money and, and help pay off you know, maybe $10,000, maybe twenty five, maybe a one-time thing, maybe whatever, but they don't have to just kill this and go on. I mean, they could fix it, and that's what I don't understand about politics. It just seems like they, they throw out crappy bills so they can vote them down, and then they move on. I mean, think about it, people. Yeah. Get back on it and fix it. A lot of, Thank a lot. you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, it. Kevin. Appreciate the call. A lot of it is for show and posturing, things like that. Rich in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Ukraine. Oh, but but first, uh, it doesn't matter if oil is mined in North Dakota or Saudi Arabia. When it goes up, it goes up. American oil companies don't give us a break because they're getting the oil here. You know, so well, I don't, I don't think that's what we're talking about in this particular instance. I, I think they're talking about why are we giving Russia money to help them fund a, a fight that we're against. Well, I, I didn't hear anybody talking about that, but I heard people talk about, well, we're energy independent. We've got oil here. It doesn't matter. The price of oil goes up. It goes up everywhere. We don't get a break because it comes from America. And the XL pipeline, that's Canadian oil. And it goes to Houston so it can be put on ships to go to China. But So you're saying none the, of that oil that would get shipped from Canada to the United States, zero of that stays in the United States? I, very little of it. That's not the intent of it. We don't. It's a it's a real crude oil, and we don't like to mess with refining it. Uh, that the, the purpose of that pipeline is to for Canada to sell oil to get oil to the Gulf Coast so it can be put on ships. Yeah, because uh, Canada doesn't have any ships, and they don't have a coast either. No, they don't. They, they, that oil can't go to the coast. I mean, your your geography is so stupid. I mean, can, they could build a pipeline going west to the Pacific Ocean or north to the or, uh, or, uh, east. Well, yeah, but it's far easier to build that pipeline going through all those mountains and Canada, Canada to the east and west coast. That's just impractical. That's why they're doing it. Uh, and uh, on, on Ukraine, uh, we, we hear on the news, you hear a politician saying Russia is just making up stuff for this war and uh, that their goal is to set up a puppet of government. That's exactly what we did in Iraq. You know, so we, we really don't have any moral authority to condemn any of his actions. Uh, we have kind of, a, you know, we have political reasons because what affects Europe affects us. And, uh, and if he just starts moving from country to country, which there's nothing to stop him from doing it, then that will have a big effect on us. And we really can't get in a war with uh, Russia because they, are the sec- they have the second most amount of nuclear weapons in the world. And, uh, you know, you guys might not remember the Cold War, but well, we, we, we remember. Like that. 
Well, yeah, not not like the Cuban Missile Crisis and stuff when it was that was before your time, and it was scary when we used to have those drills and stuff in school. People were scared to death of a nuclear war, and we don't want to go back to a cold war like that either. Yeah, the first couple of years, I, uh, the first couple of years I was in school, we had the same drills. I'll tell you what, yeah. I would much rather have a cold war than a real war. I mean, if, if you're if you're asking well, my brothers. Yeah, but a, a, cold, a cold war can lead to a real war. That, that's why we can't interfere. We never, we never directly confronted uh, Russian troops during that whole period. You know, they they sent arms to 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 North Vietnam, and you know, when we sent arms to Afghanistan, and we did things like that around the world, <clears throat> but we didn't directly, you know, interfere. And that's why we can't stop this. I mean, we can send arms to Ukraine, provide them with intelligence and surveillance. Right. But we we can't send if we we can't start sending aircraft in there to start taking out tanks. Yeah. And that's the, the Cold War. There was never any direct uh, instances where U.S. and Russian forces were fighting each other. They were all proxy wars in the Middle East, Africa, all over. Yeah. For some reason, that's okay. But, you know, I mean, the thing is, we, we kind of did the same thing when we went into Iraq. We made up excuses and... And we put in we put in our own government. We wouldn't allow anybody that we didn't like run for office in Iraq. I don't know how after how we still control it now, but all right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Um, we are up against a uh, break here. Need to take a break. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Uh, a lot of what he's saying there. If you've never seen Charlie Wilson's War, um, watch it because a lot of what he says, and that's where I got to saying yesterday. When, when you said, you know, when you got a Cold War, you got to make sure that, you know, the arms and things that are getting funneled through to a country got to make it look like it didn't come from the United States <laughs> because that's how a uh, Cold War becomes a real war and you got to have a real close eye on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of what happened in Afghanistan um, is what he was talking about right there with Russia and invading where the United States gave massive amounts uh, of help, but it all had to come from places and look like it did not come from the United States. In the 80s, yeah. In, in the 80s, because if it looked like it came from the United States, um, we could have got into a real war with Russia. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's, I think Rich is right in, in one thing there, that the same thing is going to happen there. We're not going to send, you know, airplanes to go and, and fight. We're not going to send, you know, direct weapons, but we'll help and already have. Biden said yesterday, what, half a billion dollars or whatever going to be uh, sent you know, to, is that to, what it was? To help, I, th- I think off the top of my head, 500 million? It, something like that yesterday uh, in, in support um, for Ukraine. Uh, but you, you're not going to send them, you know, your aircraft, your tanks and things like that. Because once again, Putin has already said, if that happens, not going to be a good thing. Which I think everybody is agreement. We don't want this to turn into a real war of any way, shape, or form. We'll take a quick well, break. We, we, we have another Cold War. It wasn't that bad. It only lasted forty-four years. <laughs> well, and and uh, who knows how long? I mean, we're we're only going to know what we know, right? On this, is this going to be over quickly? Stock market looks like it thinks it's not going to last very long. That's that's what I'm getting from inference from what the stock market has done over the last twelve hours or so. We'll take a break. More of your phone calls and emails coming up.
Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Open phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Toll free, 1-800-529-5264. Whatever you want to talk about, it's brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian. We have some very funny listeners. Um, got a meme in... <laughs> You, you mean intentionally funny? Intentionally funny. Oh, good. Uh, meme in uh, Mattress Mac, the uh, Houston area furniture magnet who makes all those big bets. On the and, Super Bowl? Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> sent in a picture of him holding up a check and says, buy your furniture from Mattress Mac Furniture Gallery, and if Ukraine beats Russia, your entire purchase is free. <laughs> oh, good grief. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, Mitch in Napa says, first want to thank the legislators for intending to return a small portion of the taxpayers overpaid taxes from the $2 billion surplus. Second, why was the 50% homeowners exemption eliminated? And why is Jim Rice proposing a 2% increase in sales tax? Hmm. Well, Blaine. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, Senator Rice was on uh, earlier this week here on KBOI he did explain it. The uh, 2% increase isn't by itself. It would go in connection with lowering property taxes. And he gave an example. And once again, I'm, I'm going to say I don't know if the, the math is, is correct on, on what he gave the example on, but it would get lit, rid of almost all um, property taxes. Uh, the only property taxes that would be kept would be for bonds or school levies. Everything else would be eliminated forever. And that would, he gave the example of a $2,600 property tax in Canyon County under the proposal would lower to $600. Hmm. Um, And the increase in the sales tax, then that money would go to fund everything else at the property taxes. So your your fire departments, uh, your police, your emergency services, things like that, sewer and water, all that stuff that would be going away with property taxes. Uh, the sales tax, the increase of almost two percent, would go towards that okay. instead. So that's that's why he he proposed a two per two percent increase in uh, sales tax. Blaine has written in to say, "I just went through the process of getting my driver's license updated to the Star Card, maybe two years ago. Why in the heck are we spending state money on another version of our driver's licenses? Ridiculous! Another example of political grandstanding. It is wasteful. Now." Are we actually spending money at this point on the, or was it just a proposal? I think it's just a proposal. Yeah, I, it hasn't, I it think, hasn't passed yet. I don't think it's passed yet, but the proposal was to uh, have a different li- uh, a different driver's license for people who are actual U.S. citizens. It would say American. Than, than, for, yeah. than for anybody who isn't. It would say USA, uh, just kind of a big stamp on it. And we had the same question when they were proposing this. It's like, well, isn't that what the Star Card already does? Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. But. Yeah. Um, so somebody will call up and say, no, it's not. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Good question though. Um, 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break more on the way. When we come back, we've heard from, uh, Senator Mike Crapel earlier this week, uh, on sanctions and what he thinks should, uh, happen. Uh, Jim Risch, uh, has a proposal. He's one of the, uh, ranking members of the, uh, foreign, um, committee and he gave his recommendation on sanctions this should be hard um russ fulcher 
Um, Representative Russ Fulcher weighed in on uh, Nate Shellman's show uh, yesterday. We'll hear what he thinks should be done. So uh, we've heard from uh, most of our contingent of lawmakers in Washington, D.C., but we'll get to that when we come up next. Phone lines are open. If you want to get through, uh, go ahead and give us a call right now. Don't forget, I still have some lucky person who's going to walk away with a pair of tickets to Bonnie Raitt's concert August 14th at the Idaho Botanical Garden. We'll give that away on the way within the next half hour here on News Talk KBOI. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. The United States and NATO allies, European partners coming together to send a very strong message. But it's beyond the message. I mean, this is blocking the assets of the four large Russian banks, meaning every asset they have in America is frozen. This would be imposing export controls to impair the ability of Russia to have smart technology for their military and for their citizens. Vladimir Putin met this morning with those oligarchs at the Kremlin, and they really laid out how they are prepared for these very kinds of things. They said that they could turn to cryptocurrency to evade U.S. sanctions, European sanctions, and they really baked that into their calculation, that they have bunkered down in order to protect the Russian economy in some ways. And importantly, they say that they will be turning to other countries. Um, I, I guess they're, I mean... You're not going to be turning to other countries that are a part of NATO. I guess you could turn to China, although China did say this morning, I, I know they backed Russia, but they did say that they uh, want Russia to uh, solve this diplomatically. I saw a cry on across one of the news channels this morning. And I, I don't think China's any different than the rest of the world. I don't think anybody in the world wants to see, you know, another war start and possibly turn into a World War Three. Uh, that's why I said a little bit earlier, you know, I, I don't like a Cold War either, but I'd much rather take a Cold War over a real yeah. war any day. It would, uh, I, I don't know, I, I don't see it becoming NATO against Russia because the uh, invasion that happened, it, it wasn't a NATO country. Right. Um, let's let's hear from uh, Congressman Russ Fulcher because he does talk a little bit uh, about that. Um, yesterday, he appeared with Nate Shellman, by the way, and this is just one of the uh, parts of the interview that he had. If you want to hear the whole thing, it's on his podcast at kboi.com. But he specifically talks here uh, about the Russian invasion in into Ukraine, um, what he thinks is going to happen uh, with the United States, and he also what Chris just said also uh, alludes to some of that too. Well, I think that we're sucked in now, whether we like it or not, because our European allies are have been destabilized. And uh, it's, this is not like this has not been foreseen. And by the way, Ukraine is rightfully not a NATO country because they are, for one thing, too corrupt. There is, there is just not rule of law and accountability in that country, which is in part why they're in the situation they're in. But nevertheless, uh, we're sucked into it now. Uh, and... Uh, I, I don't think that we will see Putin backing off. Uh, he He's uh, in a position to where he can take the whole thing over, and I think that's exactly what he's going to do. And the, we did see this coming to some degree, including the propaganda, that uh, somehow Ukraine is, uh, is uh, uh, attacking Russia or they're somehow instigating this, which is absolutely false. I mean, they... They're, uh, they may be corrupt, but they're not totally crazy. They, they know that they're not going to win a long-term engagement with Russia, and they're, they weren't about to start this thing. 
war is uh, war or battles have a uh, different effect now than they do before. Congressman Russ Fulcher joining us here. And, I mean, there's a lot of concern, a lot of talk today about our stock market, uh, a lot of talk today about the value of the ruble, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of focus today on oil. The world, what did they say, two-thirds of the U.N., two-thirds of, of the world is, is, uh, is, is ticked off at Russia right now because everyone's feeling the ramifications of this. Yes, and you recall back from the Cold War era, it was the uh, fiscal front that the United States won to break up the Soviet Union. Basically, we were in a position to outspend them, and we had a massive military buildup, and that's an oversimplification. It's an oversimplification, but that's what happened. Today, it's different because we're $30 trillion in debt, and I don't think that the, the same strategy is likely to work. However, uh, I hope to be able to propose to the administration late, uh, later today uh, the, uh, the the position that we we do need to choke them, and we need to choke them fiscally. When President Biden took over as President of the United States, the administration put in place policies and greatly restricted energy production and energy exports to Europe. When we stopped exporting to Europe, the Soviet Union filled that void and a revenue stream with it. And so that is the that is the lifeline, the fiscal lifeline that Vladimir Putin uses to, to sustain this massive military force. So it's not going to be overnight, but those policies need to be reduced, excuse me, reversed. And if America reverses those energy policies, we will get a double win. We can, we can stimulate our own energy independence and exports once again, and we can supply our friends in Europe once again, and... At the same time, eventually choke off Russia's fiscal lifeline, and that needs to happen. Once again, that was Congressman Russ Fulcher yesterday uh, talking uh, about this, and I, do, I, I think he's right uh, in that we're in a way different situation than we were in trying to help out Afghanistan against Russia um, and, because and, of how much in debt we are and how much less for, money we have to spend on that. For somebody who wrote in earlier, yes, there are Republicans who aren't praising Putin. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Pat writes in, Mike, at KBOI.com, I'm really hoping all the sanctions on Russia drive their economy into the ground. Growing up, always worried about the USSR, and now Russia is getting really exhausting. I would also hope that the CIA is out there trying to figure out a way to kill off Putin. <laughs> hmm. Okay. They, they want us to uh, engage in that sort of thing. I mean, I guess it's naive to think we haven't already been engaging in that sort of thing, just not necessarily directly at Putin. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is Open Phones Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. You can also email us. Email in from uh, Mark. says, uh, I saw the video clip, so I know this is true. Joy Behar from The View television show is concerned now that the Russian-Ukraine conflict will uh, affect her European vacation plans. She made it a point that she hasn't been able to visit Italy for the two past years because of COVID, and now she won't be able to visit because of what's going on in the Ukraine. Can someone get this moron off TV? <laughs> I, I don't think you're the first person that is uh, asked to do that. But, um, yeah, I do know that also no, is true because I've watched it on uh, our two TV screens talking about her complaining yeah, she, she say, has to cancel her Italy trip. Per, pretty much everyone on Fox News this morning has been saying that. <laughs> um. 
Mike writes in, uh, besides voter harvesting and teaching critical race theory, the Idaho House is crushing another non-problem. A bill that would mandate drug testing for substitute teachers has been approved by the House Committee. Midvale Republican Judy Boyle, the bill sponsor, told lawmakers that substitute teaching is a very easy way to access children and sell drugs to them. Hmm. I wasn't aware that was going on. Okay. Can you provide us with one instance of a substitute teacher selling drugs in the state of Idaho to students? Asked Representative Gary Marshall, an Idaho Falls Republican and retired educator. Hmm. Um Representative Boyle said, I cannot. Regardless, committee members approved the bill with an 8-7 to seven vote. Do we pay for this legislature? Why, yes. What do they do? They protect us from fandoms, but can't deliver property tax relief. Inter- yeah, I- Interesting, though. She thinks that substitute teachers will be in a position to sell drugs to students. And, and by the way... Uh, there are a lot of drug dealers who can easily pass a drug test. That was, that was the they, point I was just going to make. Yeah. they don't use their own product. Yeah. They're just in it for the money. So just giving them a drug test, if they really want to sell drugs to kids, doesn't mean, you know, just because they passed a test doesn't mean that they wouldn't want to do it. Now, I'm not saying it is going on in any way, shape, or form. I didn't realize, I guess, how difficult it was to become a, a substitute teacher. I thought it was fairly easy because of how much of a need there is. You know, we heard that they were paying bonuses to uh, substitute teachers and ask people to come in. Uh, I didn't realize the background check. And, and I, granted, I figured there was some sort of background check, but I didn't realize just how difficult it was. Um, one of the uh, people yesterday in talking in this bill, Representative Daryl Hancock of Boise, he's filling in for Representative Cody Galloway. Um, and said, he's a former teacher, by the way, mm-hmm. he said, testing on suspicion is much more reasonable. I think this is more of an overstated cure for a problem that doesn't exist. He's a retired Air Force officer. Hancock said he started the process to become a substitute teacher in West Ada School District, but gave up because of the forms, background checks, and so forth. He said, I quickly discovered this was not worth my time. The barriers were so strong. Hancock said, even though he's a former military educator of the year and professor at the Air Force Academy... None of that counted as I'm trying to go through this process just to be available to help out Idahoans. The bill, he said, will cause it to become even harder and deter more people like myself from lending their help to the school district. Hmm. Uh, See, I wasn't aware that substitute teachers even had background checks. I didn't either. You don't don't even have to have have taken any education in college or anything to be a substitute teacher. You kind of have to be a warm body. I mean, competent, obviously, is is a good idea. Yeah. But uh, you would think that guy would be competent, right? (laughs) From the sounds of it. Yeah, pretty much. And he, it was so arduous that he gave up trying to even be a substitute teacher. I do know that, uh, for instance, if you want a full time job in education in Boise or Meridian or Nampa, it's harder to get a job than it is a smaller town. Right. I had a friend who uh, had gone to college when he was 18 years old. He went up to the University of Idaho and for two years partied. And then uh, he left college. Uh, I mean, he, whether he had to or did it on his own, I don't know. But he left college, and then for 20 years, he, he took a sales job and did that for 20 years. Then he decided to go back to school to become a school teacher. Got straight A's for four years, but they still had his transcript from when he was 18. So uh, he couldn't get a job in Boise or Meridian, and he ended up teaching in uh, Horseshoe Bend, which, you know, still has quality teachers. Yeah. Uh s- 
I guess this isn't the name. It's the title of the email sanctions. Uh, no name on this one. It says, sanctions under Biden are destroying our economy, but under Trump, sanctions made us stronger. It's all BS. People talk just to show off their Facebook degrees. Facebook degrees? Yeah. Which means you've, you've read everything on Facebook? Yeah. You're, you're a face, Facebook uh, expert. You have a degree in Facebookery. This is Good Morning Chris from Meridian Doug. Where is the fuel reserves that Hologram Joe promised us? The increase of our fuel prices hasn't shown us that he was giving us it. Yeah, I, I don't think he has huge fuel reserves. The, the fuel reserves, anyway, were only, what, good for a couple of days? The the amount that was released, and I can't remember how many millions of barrels. Was it 50 million barrels? Something like Something that. Something like that. It was under 100 million. Yeah, but it's what we use in, in two days. Yeah, two days. Yeah, so it would have been gone in two days, basically. Connie and Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yes, um, I'm calling uh, in regards to the substitute teacher. Uh-huh. Um, well, I was in support of the bill, but I got the wrong information. I thought they were going to give substitute teachers drugs so it would help them get through the day. No, that's a practical I'm backing out <laughs> now. I'm not applying. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Mm. All right. <laughs> I just I just wanted to make sure that that was understood. But also, I wanted to give a compliment to one of you. Do you know which one it would be? No idea. Probably okay, Chris right. would be my guess. Yeah, you were right, Mike. It is Chris. Chris, I wanted to thank you for your comment, unless I misunderstood it, too. But that just because people say something, our leaders say something, doesn't mean that they're always on the evil side. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's true, yeah. I just really appreciated that. So yeah. anyway, but yeah, thank you. Cause I was ready to fill out my application yeah. to be no, a yeah, teacher. Drug, so. drug test, not free drugs, Connie. Yeah. Okay, All right. Got it. All right. <laughs> Bye guys. Thank Have you a- for the call. Thank you for showing up this morning. Here's your Valium. <laughs> 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We've got one more segment on the way. Before we go to break, though, uh, as promised, I'm going to give you those uh, Bonnie Raitt concert tickets right now. should be going to your phone, 1-800-529-5264. You can call us at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take caller number six. We'll hook you up with those tickets for the August 14th concert at the Idaho Botanical Bucket Garden. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Hey, congratulations to Ken Borgia of Star, caller number six. Really? Also picked himself up a I, pair of tickets to Bonnie Raitt. I did not know we had any Borgias listening to us. That's, that's fantastic. Well, we have at least one, I guess. I knew we had some Rothschilds, but I wasn't aware of the other. Uh, text message from Dave and Meridian at 208-336-3700 said, Hi, guys. This morning you were talking about oil coming from Russia to the U.S. You said that we import 25% of our oil. Russia supplies 8% of that imported oil. Doesn't that mean that just 2% of our total total oil consumption yes. is Russia? That, um, is, that is correct. Yeah. It is off a little bit. Um, we import 37% of our oil. So it's it's actually even less than that um, as far no, as, no. as the percent. It, it, yeah, eight, eight, no, was the 8% of what? Uh, of what is imported into the oh, United okay, States per, out of the 37% that what we is import. Eight per, what is 8% of 37? You're asking a math question. How many times uh, have I told you see. not to do that on the show Four, to me? 14.8, something like that. Is that what it is? No. Okay, wait, wait, wait hang on. Let me have this again. <laughs> see, I don't do math on the air while we're trying to do the show because you can't, you can't do both. 
I, I've just given up on trying to do both. But you're right. It's it's not a large amount. It's not like 8% of our daily use of oil in the United States comes from Russia. It's not yeah. that much. It's only 8% of the 37% that we import into the United States. Okay, so more than 2% then. Just a little, yeah. I think. Probably closer to maybe 4%. Yeah. But, I mean, still, that's, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot. But, uh, you know, as we heard from the Biden administration, they're not going to do away with you know, paying for oil from Russia because of the fact that it might hurt Americans more than it would hurt Russia. Yeah, and no need to shoot yourself in the foot or cut off your nose to spite your face. Exactly. Uh, Robin writes in, uh, I've been in the military too, and it wasn't that hard to be a substitute teacher in West Ada. It did not matter that I had secret clearance for 20-plus years. I paid the $50 for the fingerprints and another background check. You take a class on expectations and pass fourth-grade test. It's not that hard, Robin. Um, Maybe it was easier for you. I don't know when you you had to become a substitute teacher. The person that they were talking to, the filling in in the legislature, just tried to do it uh, this past year. So I don't know if it's more difficult now or, or what. Hard to say. I haven't tried. I just thought it was super simple because of the fact that they wanted, you know, were in such need of substitute teachers because they didn't have teachers who were either out sick with COVID or didn't want to teach anymore or, you know, didn't want to be around people because maybe they had immune compromised family members. So I don't know. All sorts of things. Uh, Jim wrote in and says, for decades, the Republican Party's stance on Russia's dictators and expansion was solid. From Eisenhower to Nixon, Reagan, Russia, then the Soviet Union, was America's chief enemy untrustworthy and anti-freedom. It was, in Reagan's famous formulation, the evil empire. This week, while many Republicans blasted uh, Russian Putin's assault on Ukraine, Donald Trump and some of his allies urged the U.S. to stay out of the conflict and praised Putin, even calling him a peacekeeper, as Trump put it. In addition, Trump's former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said he had great respect for uh, Biden. I wonder if he meant Putin. Uh, Yes, in times of strive and possible war, most Americans unite, except for a shameful former president and his his drones. I think he meant that uh, Pompeo had uh, uh, respect for Putin. Steve uh, from Star writes in, uh, Mike at KBY.com says, Concerning the caller uh, that's aid, we have never faced Russians in combat. I would remind him that during both the Korean War and Vietnam War, American pilots had dogfights with Russian pilots, and we actually shot some uh, down in both wars. There have also been firefights between U.S. forces and Russian forces in Syria over the past several years. And let's not forget that President Trump dropped several cruise missiles on Russian troops, and Putin did nothing. Yeah. We have, uh, we have uh, never been uh, in a declared war with Russia, which I think some people after World War II thought was inevitable. Yeah. 208? Well, some people wanted to um, <laughs> go and do that. Well, Patton, when, remember? When, yeah, when, when, Patton, when Russia was weakened, he wanted to march right in and yeah. take over. Thanks for the phone calls and emails. We're done. Uh, we'll be back again uh, next week. Don't forget uh, Boise State tomorrow night, UNLV on